podcast, by the way. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> Jess, I'm leading. <laughs> ha ha ha. You are leading. Gotcha. <laughs> well, Can there's that your be our intro. <laughs> Can that be our intro? Yes. All right. Oh, well. Follow me on this journey. <laughs> Welcome to Endeavor, a podcast about making discoveries in the world and in ourselves. I'm Jess. And I'm Paige. And Paige is leading this podcast today. I'm honored. I'm honored. And today, guess what we're talking about? You tell me. You're leading it. Okay. Um, We're talking about leadership. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm... All right, so we're talking about leadership today. I, I will say, Paige has been well, wanting to talk about this topic and, for like six months. And Jess has been avoiding this topic for six months. So we're talking about leadership, what it means to be a leader, what makes a good leader, and how we can become better leaders. What? Why do we want to talk about this topic, Paige? So you asked me why I want to avoid it, but why are you so uh, adamant that we should talk about it? I'm adamant that we should talk about it because I think I think the difference between having a good leader and a bad leader in your life is huge. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to... I talked about this with my coworkers the other day. I think one of the most valuable qualities that a human being can possess is self-awareness. <laughs> Not your intelligence, not your creativity, not your what you can bench press. Like it's self-awareness, like how you can recognize your impact on other people. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the key to being a good leader is having self-awareness. So tell me more. That's my insight. (laughs) I mean, I was going to bring that up like way down the line, but... (laughs) the end of the episode but really though like that is my takeaway from this topic is that self-awareness is what makes a good leader it just makes a good human being like how many people have you met that just have zero (laughs) self-awareness I mean many but (laughs) I also think there are a lot of other qualities that you need to have in a good leader I mean, yes, but I don't know. Like, for me, it just all stems from knowing how you impact the world and, like, the effect you have on others because that's how you can adjust your leadership style. Mm -hmm. Like, if you see that, like, what you're doing is making people sad or angry or frustrated, then you're like, you check yourself and you're like, oh, this isn't working. I need to do something better for my team. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, if what you're doing is really good and you see things are going in a positive way, you can check yourself and be like wow like this really works for these people and I need to cultivate that I don't know self-awareness guys (laughs) get some (laughs) (laughs) okay well that was my first question on my little notes here what makes a good leader that's my answer self-awareness oh you only have one thing honestly yeah because I really think that I mean, I can come up with more, but I'm just going to be fishing. I think it all <laughs> I think it all comes down to that, honestly, because like I said, you don't have to be brilliant. You don't need to be creative. You don't need like any superpowers. Like if you just know like the impact you have on other people, that's what matters because being a leader is how you interact with other people and keep people moving forward. Do we have to come up with a definition again? Do we need to define oh, lead or leading or a leader? Because oh no, as I do was, you disagree with me? No, no. As I was thinking about this topic, 
I came to realize that I often get leadership confused with being in control or being in charge because they're not the same thing. Okay. Uh, now I'm intrigued. Because, like, I don't, I've never really considered myself a natural leader, mm-hmm. but I often will take the leadership position or, like, the front runner position if I feel like it's necessary. <laughs> like in a school group project, for example, mm-hmm. uh, I will never forget this. In fact, I still remember this girl's name. We were in, I was in this class and we did this, we were doing this group project and this girl like just naturally kind of took the, the leader role of our group. Mm-hmm. But she had the wrong idea about how the project was supposed to go like she's like okay this is what we're gonna do we're gonna do this this and this and this is how it's gonna go and I had to speak up and be like literally the instructions say that that's not what we're doing here like we have to do it this way and she would not back down like we went into this argument self-aware and it was her and me and I'm like look like we're going to fail this project if we don't do it the professor's way uh-huh. and she just kept insisting that her way was right so I literally had to drag the professor into it and was like can you please re-explain to our group that <laughs> That, like, this is, like, they've got the wrong idea. Like, we're not going to do it right if this is how we're going to do it. And she, like, explained it. And then this girl, like, backed down. And wow, I don't even remember if I ended up basically being the leader from that point or how it went. But we we got an A, and it was all thanks to me. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I don't know where I was going with that. Well, I think this is interesting. Can I pop in for a sec? Because I feel like you've mentioned this to me several times, Jess. Like, you like to be in the background or like the behind the scenes but you like to be the one making the decisions but you don't like to be out in the forefront am I correct me if I'm wrong that's correct I guess and I think it's because I'm a perfectionist and I want everything to go as like perfectly and as smoothly as possible and if I see that somebody else isn't doing it that way then I will like point the group in the right direction but that's about as where that's like where my leadership kind of ends because from there like I like a lot of collaboration and a lot of ideas from people because I don't want my decisions to be the only ones that are like driving the whole group right but I I'm not sure if there's a name for that type of leadership but just like I will point us in the right direction and then just kind of like supervise from there to yeah. make sure that we don't get off and track. And like take a step back and let everyone else give their input. Right. Yeah. No, I think that's that's a great leadership quality because this <laughs> this other student of yours sounds like <laughs> she's just heading for like a shipwreck of leadership because <laughs> <laughs> you can't just like grab the wheel and steer yourself into like disaster and she was so stubborn. Mm-hmm. I've met so many people in life that are just determined to be leaders and they basically lead people into the ground. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sounds bad, but it's true. Um, I'm going to tell it. Can I tell a story? Yeah. Okay. I, I just want to say there are other qualities in like a good leader that I feel like I don't have. And I think we'll eventually get oh, to that. Oh my gosh, me too. But that's, that's why, like, that's why I say I'm usually only the leader when I feel like it's absolutely necessary. Mm -hmm. Okay, tell me your story. Okay, so the fact that you brought up something from school made me think of this. 
when I was younger, I never considered myself a leader. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like my personality has really grown and evolved <laughs> because when I was young, I was a wallflower. I was very quiet, especially in like my school age days. I was just very quiet. And in eighth grade, we had to form these little groups in our class. And within each little group, there had to be a leader. And in our little group, there was one girl who sounds very much like what you were describing. She was just in her head. She's like, it's me. It's going to be me. (laughs) And the teacher was the one who picks the leader of the group. And I will never forget this. Our teacher, bless her heart, chose me to be the leader of our little group. And this girl was furious. <laughs> that little quiet page was the leader of our group. And I'll never forget, like, she went, like, I to the teacher, I think it was, like, after class, and, like, talked to her. And she's like, Paige is not a leader. Like, she can't do it. <laughs> and she just kind of threw me under the bus and tried to convince our teacher that I just couldn't do it. And she could do it because she was very loud and much more controlling. And I just will never forget that my teacher then pulled me aside and was like, you've got this, like (laughs) you have it. And I just, I didn't believe her. I was like, no, I don't Mrs. Teacher. I was like, I can't do this. Like pick the loud, obnoxious girl. It's not me. (laughs) And I just, that moment sticks with me because my teacher saw a quality in me that I just did not recognize. Mm -hmm. And in the end, like once this girl calmed down, (laughs) We made a good group, and I was able to direct us as best you could in an eighth grade (laughs) group scenario, which wasn't superb. But (laughs) it just, it always stuck with me that my teacher, even in Quiet Little Page, saw something of a leader. Yeah, so I think it's, there's many different types of leaders, and there's good leadership qualities that you just don't expect, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think yeah, I think that the people like that girl who insists that they're the only one for the job, I think mm-hmm. that's a clear indication that they're not the best choice for the leader. Isn't that funny how some people just like have to claim that title? They're just like, I'm in charge. Like, why is that? Do people is it a control thing? Because where does that come from? Because I feel like we both have that too. Like I feel the need to be in uh-huh, control yeah. sometimes, but not not like controlling people, like controlling projects. Does that make sense? Because I feel like this girl, I know in her mind, like she just wanted to control us. Like it was eighth grade. She just wanted to be in charge of other people. I feel like it's it's a quality of just wanting all of the attention on yourself, mm-hmm. which, you know, I like a good dose of attention, but I definitely <laughs> do not want to have like the entire spotlight on me Mm -hmm. which is why as you pointed out I often say I like I'm a backstage kind of a person Mm -hmm. I think that's what it is like there are just you know there are people who would be good leaders except for the fact that they want to take all the credit or the only reason that they want to take the lead is because they want the spotlight Mm -hmm. yeah I have another example if Mm -hmm. I can share when I was a waitress we had a certain number of us would work together and we were kind of like a little team depending on who was working that day and whoever had like kind of seniority or who had been there the longest had experience would be the group leader and you would wear a little walkie-talkie thingy that really hurt your ear and you would be the person that would invite the guests into the room and you would like go tell the cook that like the guests are here 
like little responsibilities, nothing monumental, but like you were just the one with the walkie talkie that like got things rolling. And I will never forget this. When I was a group server, there was a guy who more than anything wanted to be the one with the walkie talkie. And I don't know if it was just the the glory of a walkie talkie, but like, <laughs> he was always angry whenever I was chosen to be the group server like leader for that day. And I never really liked that job because the walkie talkie hurt your ear, but he wanted it so bad. And it just baffled me. And I remember fighting with him because he would like come and like confront me and be like, why do you get to do this? I should be doing this. Like, what do you have that I don't have? What do people have against you? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. But I always told him, I'm like, dude, I don't want to do this. Honestly, I'm like, it's a simple job. Like, there's really, there's no benefits. There's no pay raise. Like, you just wear the walkie talkie. And he was just desperate for like. I guess that power of like having the walkie talkie in this restaurant, it was really stupid, Mm -hmm. but it was just, it seemed like such like a power trip. Like he wanted to be the one like calling the shots more or less, even though there was basically nothing he could do. Mm -hmm. It was very bizarre. Just another example of someone who just felt the need to force themselves into that leadership position. Yeah. You touched on a really good point. It's that people people who want to be in the leadership for the power, that's when things are going to go south. Yeah. I had some other... Qualities? I had some other qualities that we could maybe talk about. I don't know. I just wanted to list them since I have them written down. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Other qualities that make a good leader. I had a good delegator. So for example... I don't know if I have an actual example, but like when if I if I'm leading something, I don't know whether to say I'm a good delegator or not. Like, because I also am the kind of person who will just who would just rather do it myself to make sure it's right. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that I would qualify for that. Um, I don't I don't know if I would qualify for that quality. Someone who takes responsibility. So somebody who's not just going to blame it on all of their mm-hmm. team members if everything goes wrong. Yes. Um, a listener, a good listener, and an influencer, and somebody who leads by example. Yes. All right, so can we talk about some good leaders that we have seen throughout our lives? Do you have an example? I have, I have like, the ultimate example. Is it Jesus? It's Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jess, how sweet. And whether you're a Christian or not, you have to, like, you, you can see that he was a good leader. Like, he led by example. Mm. He was a good listener. Like, you know, I, I don't even know how to put it into words. I feel like this is going to sound extreme, but I feel like a good leader is someone who people will, like, go to the ends of the earth for. You know what I mean? Like, if, you, if you're a good leader, people will want to do things for you. Yeah, people want you in leadership. That's a sign of a good leader. I know for me, I've had several teachers in the past who just were such good influences. And it's so funny because I noticed this a lot in elementary school, middle school. Some kids just hated these kind of teachers, but I loved them. The teachers that were just very inspiring and their leadership style is like calm but firm. I feel like a lot of leaders that I look up to are people that inspire me and yeah. <laughs> well, what is it that makes what is it that makes someone a good inspiration? Like how are they inspiring you? Um, what are they doing in order to do that? It could be their lifestyle, their life choices, 
the way that even just like their personality or like the way that they carry themselves through life just makes me want to perform for them I guess they lead by example yeah yeah like this isn't a real person but I was just watching Anne with an E and (laughs) Miss Stacy I would do anything for Miss (laughs) Stacy like she's such a good teacher she's such a good leader I feel like Anne like I just want to do whatever I can for Miss Stacy because she's inspiring she is an independent woman of a certain age and I don't know it's just something that I respect and look up to Hmm. she's not real but (laughs) who says leaders have to be real (laughs) but there are but there are those type of teachers in my life though that exude a Miss Stacy type of air Mm -hmm. so I guess that's in the best words that I can say basically the Miss Stacy's in my life are who I consider good leaders and people like leaders people who can who you can tell say what they mean and mean what they say and they actually care about Mm -hmm. the people that they are influencing that's so interesting that you say that because I think a lot of times the people that I look up to the most are the people who are of few words and Mm -hmm. I remember I, I remember when I was young someone said that about me that you know, if Paige says something, she means it. Or, you know, when Paige says something, people listen because I just didn't talk much. (laughs) But I respect people who are of few words because I feel like they put more thought into each word that they say. Mm -hmm. So Paige, do you consider yourself a leader or a follower just in general? We already talked about this sort of with me, like I will pretty much only take the leadership position if I have to. Mm -hmm. And I prefer to just be in a follower position where you know someone can just tell me what they need from me and I'll I'll do it but you still like to be the one making decisions that you feel are important though yeah I like to be involved in those decisions Mm -hmm. and if I am seeing that everything's going in a direction that's probably going to end badly then I will try (laughs) to steer things in the correct direction (laughs) Mm -hmm. but Overall, like I like to be in that backseat position. I like to be in like the driver's or the I like to be in like the the front passenger seat position. <laughs> like I'm like the the right hand man to the person in the spotlight, that sort of a thing. You're like the navigator. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a perfect example. Mm-hmm. Like that's a perfect word to describe it. Like yeah. I'm I'm saying, okay, this way is north, let's go north, and then mm-hmm. I'll let someone else drive us there. Yeah. Um, I mean, okay, so I feel like I have to consider myself a leader because I am a manager right now. Yeah. (laughs) So, but I mean, we've kind of touched on this and we're going to talk about leadership styles in a minute, but I think my leadership style is very collaborative. Mm -hmm. I like working together with people, but I do feel like if someone has a strength in something, then they should take the lead in that. Mm -hmm. And I think in my current job situation, I know I take leadership because I'm able to schedule and use Microsoft Word, (laughs) among other things. (laughs) Like, there's a lot of organizational things that I think are my strength, and I have a lot of other weaknesses, but I feel very protective of my coworkers, and I'm glad to be the one to kind of steer us and protect us and bring us together. I like how you said you've kind of grown into this, like you've changed a lot as a person. And when you were younger, you wouldn't have really have seen yourself in this sort of a position. Yeah, it's just funny because I feel like people put me in leadership positions like 
in eighth grade, my teacher chose me when I was waitressing. You know, the restaurant chose me. Um, even in this position, it was kind of, it's kind of a long story, but more or less, it was kind of thrust upon me. And, um, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it just, it's something that I feel like people see in me and I'm coming to recognize it myself. And the more that I recognize it, the more I realize that yeah, people want to follow me and I need to live by that example and fully embrace that, I guess. I think you're trustworthy and that's what a lot of people see is that they can trust you in that position. Mm -hmm. The phrase that I like to use that I remind myself to just keep at my center is humble confidence, which doesn't make any sense. (laughs) It's like a paradox, but But it's true, being humbly confident in yourself, because I think the people that don't make good leaders are the ones that are, you know, a little self-absorbed and they want that spotlight. So it's important to be humble as a leader, to recognize that, you know, it's an honor to have that position. And but you also have to be confident. You can't be like, oh, gosh, a little little page can't do this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you have to be confident, but you have to be humble. And it's it's just a constant balancing act. But I think people recognize that when they see that, you know, you're you're happy to be in this position, but you're also like it's it's an honor and like you want to do it justice. Mm-hmm. And but you need to be confident in that and want to steer the ship and take direction from those around you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, now we're going to get into our leadership styles and our weaknesses. So this is an article from Indeed, and it's called The 10 Common Leadership Styles Plus Ways to Develop Your Own. So there's 10 different leadership styles that this lists, and we're going to go through each one and just give a brief description and comment about whether or not that fits our personalities. (laughs) So the first one is a coach. It gives a description here that says you may be a coaching leader if you are supportive, offer guidance instead of giving commands, value learning as a way of growing, ask guided questions, balance relaying knowledge and helping others find it themselves, and you are (gasps) self-aware. I feel like this is a very general leadership style. It's just like your nuts and bolts. (laughs) Well, I think it's it's. It focuses in on the people, like you're mm-hmm. you're leading the people to become, you know, their best selves. Mm-hmm. And I've had several managers who are like that, mm-hmm. that they really enjoy the coaching side of leadership. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, when I think of a coach, I think of like Troy Bolton's dad. <laughs> a sports coach? I think coach. of like a sports coach. So I see this person as like cheering on their team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The second leadership style is a visionary, and this person would be persistent and bold, strategic, risk-taking, inspirational, optimistic, innovative, and magnetic. This sounds like the kind of person who's really good at seeing the big picture. Yeah. That's not me. I'm the details person. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I feel like I know people who are this leadership style, just like very out there, but you kind of have to bring them back down to earth. <laughs> I feel like I want a dash of this in my leadership style. <laughs> I almost 
almost want a dash of all of these. Well, but, you for know. sure. Yeah. But this one just sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds fun because it's not us. And it's, it's something we don't know. And it's like, oh, I wonder yeah. if it, what I would be like as this type of a leader. But do yeah, cons- I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Do you consider yourself a risk taking? Do you take risks in your work? Every time I take one of those personality tests and it's like asking me to rate like how much caution I take or how many risks I take or whatever, it's uh-huh. these these tests always tell me that I'm very cautious and very by the book. Mm. So I I feel like this is the last type of leader that I would be. <laughs> <laughs> I know that there are times when I definitely go against the flow, like especially if I recognize something is wrong. Like the example I'm thinking of at my job. <laughs> Last year, it's amazing to think that this happened only a year ago. The water slide. The water slide. (laughs) (laughs) Like, in my job, never expecting this would ever be part of my career path, I had to build a 300-foot water slide at my work. And it was my idea. Like, there's no, well, kind of. Like, it was other people's, too. But I was the one that was like, let's do it. Yeah, you're the one who put it into action. (laughs) Yeah. And it, it was so ironic that that was the biggest stress in my life a year ago was building a water slide (laughs) (laughs) but I consider that would be a visionary leadership style that I kind of delved into because yeah everyone everyone had feedback on the water slide and said it wasn't going to work or they were like well let's not use soap or let's put barrels on it or let's use a metal thing and I'm like no (laughs) like it's yeah, it, it was definitely like a visionary type of thing that I had to get my point across and other people just couldn't see it. And I, yeah, I mean, I had to take the lead on it in order for it to work because <laughs> there were so many differing opinions. The next leadership style is a servant. You would be a servant leader if you motivate your team, have excellent communication skills, personally care about your team, encourage collaboration and engagement, and commit to growing your team professionally. This sounds closer to my style, but not quite because I recognize that I'm not great at naturally giving people praise. Hmm. Like when it comes to the five love languages, my my love language as far as receiving love is words of affirmation, but that's not something that I'm good at giving out naturally. Oh, So I feel like that's a big part of leadership that I am missing. That's, I guess, one of my weaknesses. Hmm. And it's not that I don't think these people are doing a good job. It's just that it's weird and unnatural for me to express that in words. See, I worry that sometimes I overpraise <laughs> because I like to see the best in people and not bring up issues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I will praise people for the positive things they do and just tend to diminish or brush aside the things that we all could improve on so I don't know if this one would be like my top leadership style but it's definitely up there because I operate a lot on praise I think Mm -hmm. and just reassuring people that they're doing the right thing okay oh boy the next one is autocratic an autocratic leader is someone who has self-confidence is self-motivated communicates clearly and consistently, follows the rules, is dependable, values highly structured environments, and believes in supervised work environments. This sounds like the boss that's like breathing down your neck. 
Yeah, I don't like I don't like reading from this bullet point because when you read that list, it makes it sound like me. But if you go to the top of that list page, it's okay. like this is an authoritarian leader, somebody who like what does it say there? An author. You want me to read the top here? Yeah. Okay. This type of leader is someone who is focused amongst entirely on results and efficiency. They often make decisions alone or with a small trusted group and expect employees to do exactly what they're asked. It can be helpful to think of these types as leaders, as military commanders. Whoa, yes, you're going to join the military. (laughs) Like, this is not my, this is not like who I see myself as. Like, I still, I care about my team members. I'm not just Mm going to be like. This is what you got to do, and you're going to do it this way because I said so. That's what right. this is making me think of. Mm-hmm. But I am like a... You're very detail-oriented. I'm very detail-oriented and will like go by like follow instructions or follow steps. Uh-huh. It says here the benefits are autocratic leaders can promote productivity through delegation, provide clear and direct communication, reduce employee stress by making decisions quickly on their own. Yeah, that's something I think I am good at is like I, especially in writing, am as like thorough and clear as possible at as like what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Like back with that group project in college, mm-hmm. I'm like, this is like literally just read what she told us to do and this is what we have to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But the autocratic leadership style makes it sound like a dictator, which is why... That makes me uncomfortable. Well, I I don't think they should have used the word autocratic because that makes you think of a dictator. No, but I I think you're right. I think this is this is a leadership style that focuses on the project. And I think you're a project person, Jess. Mm -hmm. Not that you diminish the people behind the project, but you're very focused on the work, which is good. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what this leadership style is focused on. Like, how can you have your fellow group members produce the best product i still don't know that i would say that that is i don't think any of these spoiler alert are like my exact leadership style or even yours no no i'm like yeah i'm like taking pieces from almost all of them oh absolutely no i don't think any of these any i don't think anyone falls into just one category but i definitely think there are some of these that i'm definitely not yeah which is interesting so this next one is laissez-faire or hands off Mm mm-hmm You may be a laissez-faire leader if you effectively delegate, believe in freedom of choice, provide sufficient resources and tools, will take control if needed, offer constructive criticism, foster leadership qualities in your team, and promote an autonomous work environment. So this sounds like something where basically you kind of step back. Yeah, which this is this would be a very difficult leadership style for me because again, I like to make sure that you can't everything's going in the right off. direction <laughs> and I have some sort of control in whether <laughs> if we're talking about a group project in school, whether we're going to get an A or not because I've mm-hmm. been in pretty much pretty much every group project I've been a part of, I was like this the reason we have an A is because I was driving this <laughs> ship. <laughs> Like this would have been, this would have tanked if I hadn't put it in the right direction. Right. Yeah. I don't think I'm entirely the, I don't think it's a good thing to be entirely this leadership style. I think this is the opposite of the autocratic. You want to balance between those two. Agreed. I think I might fall in the middle because, well, I struggle though, like you said, with trusting people to do the work that I'm imagining. 
And because I'll have like a vision for how I want something done. Mm -hmm. And for me to like give that to someone else, I'm like, oh, they can't see what I can see. Like they don't know what I want the finished product to look like. Mm -hmm. So I'm definitely learning that over time that it's like it doesn't really matter if it looks exactly how I envision it. As long as it's done and it's efficient, it's fine. So I'm like trying to like let go of things and trust people that they have visions too and Mm -hmm. that their visions matter. Yeah, I, I feel like you can't be entirely this, but it's also a good thing to have a dash of it. <laughs> <laughs> Just as it is for the autocratic. And Yay. you know what? I think the last one, the, the next one on that list is the balance between the two. Is mm-hmm. it democratic? Yep, democratic or participative. So you may be a democratic leader if you value group discussions, provide all information to the team when making decisions, Promote a work environment where everyone shares their ideas. You are rational, you are flexible, and you are good at mediation. I think this is what everyone should strive to be. (laughs) (laughs) This does sound like the middle ground between the last two. Because this is where collaboration comes in. Like, Mm -hmm. if you're the leader of this type of a group, you are helping to drive things in the right direction but you're asking for input from everyone right and if you're good at it you're listening to the input (laughs) from everyone exactly I know it is a balance though because I think sometimes I struggle with making decisions by myself because I'm afraid of what the group would think I ask yeah I ask for opinions like at every turn yeah same same because I doubt my own decision making Mm -hmm. skills Again, it's a balance because you want to involve everyone in your group in big decisions, of course. But you also, if you're going to be a leader, like you need to be the one more or less steering the ship. So you need to trust yourself to make the right decisions. Number seven is the pace setter. You may be a pace setter leader if you set a high bar, focus on goals, are slow to praise, will jump in to hit goals if needed, are highly competent and value performance over soft skills. I have a vision of who this person is. I know someone who's just like this. Oh, I was just about to say this sounds exactly like me. Oh! <laughs> it sounds like pieces of a lot of the other ones. Yeah. Like, it, like what, is it, what does it say? It has a hard time giving praise or something. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you just said you know someone who's exactly like this in that tone of voice makes me concerned. Because that makes me sound like it's not a good thing. Well, no. I think, I think this to the extreme is not a good thing. Not saying that this person that I'm envisioning is this to the extreme. But I don't know. I'm just very different. I think, Jess, we're just very different because I dole out praise, I think, a little too much Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I'm constantly concerned that people are like doubting me or doubting themselves. And I'm just like, you're good. You're great. You're fine. Like, I love you. (laughs) And I I think this is good, but it's also it's good to an extent. But it's like it's not productive if it's overdone, I guess. Well, here's here's the thing. If somebody is doing something not quite right or they haven't quite learned it correctly, if I'm, you know, training somebody to do something mm-hmm. and they haven't quite done it correctly yet and they are, you know, worrying about their progress, I am the kind of person who's like, "No, you're doing great." Mm-hmm. But if somebody's doing great regardless of like whether they're asking for feedback or not I'm not great at just walking up to somebody seeing what they're doing and going you're doing a great job at this right 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 that's what I mean when I say I'm not great at giving words of affirmation so you'll give praise if someone's doubting themselves but if they're doing their job status quo you just assume that they're fine I just assume that they know that right yeah 
and I mean, that's fine and, and good. I think I desire praise when I work. So I like to give it to people because I'm like, if I was them, I would want to be reassured that I'm doing the right thing, no matter what, if I'm doubting myself or not. Like, yeah. it's just that extra little like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm all right. I wonder if my love language is word of affirmation. Because you said there's two like love languages. It's what you like to receive and what you like to give. I don't know if that's what they, whoever came up with this five love language theory or whatever, I don't know if that's an official thing. But for me, like my love language for receiving love is way different than my love language for giving love. What kind of love do you give, Jess? <laughs> I, I like to give gifts. Like I give very personalized gifts. Mm-hmm. So like... Christmas white elephant exchanges are like my worst nightmare because I have to just get a random gift that just about anybody could appreciate Mm. when I would rather know who I'm getting a gift for and like personalize it so that it really means something. Mm -hmm. I think mine is, I think both giving and receiving it's words of affirmation. That makes it easy. (laughs) I really do. I'm like thinking about it. Yeah, because I, I tend to give out a lot of praise because I think that's what I want. Mm hmm. Interesting. It's interesting that I think that is kind of tied up with these leadership styles, like what your love language is. Yeah, it almost seems like a completely different topic that we could do a whole nother podcast on. But yeah. Huh. Okay. Well, should we keep moving? We're at number eight. Okay. Transformational. You might be a transformational leader if you have mutual respect with your team, provide encouragement, inspire others to achieve their goals, think of the big picture, places value on intellectually challenging your team, you're creative, and you have a good understanding of organizational needs. Yeah, I think this is another one where you have to see the big picture and Mm -hmm. it's someone who's good at taking where you're at and transforming the team or the project to a completely different, a different result Mm -hmm. to a, to that big picture. Mm -hmm. This sounds like a more productive visionary leader. (laughs) (laughs) Number nine is transactional. You may be a transactional leader. If you value corporate structure, micromanage, don't question authority, are practical and pragmatic, value goal hitting and are reactionary. Oh my gosh. You know what this makes me think of? What? Dwight Schrute. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like this this leader almost sounds like a follower. Yeah. What about that description had anything to do with leading a team? I don't know. Like, it sounds like Dwight Schrute in the office desperately trying to, like, be <laughs> the ass- assistant to the regional manager. Yeah. And eventually the regional manager, and it just doesn't work out. And I feel like that's because this is his leadership style. No offense to anyone who's a transactional leader but I think a lot of these leadership styles are so similar in some ways like they there are bits and pieces of each one in each one Mm -hmm. agreed okay and here's the last one bureaucratic you may be a bureaucratic leader if you are detail oriented and task focused value rules and structure have a great work ethic are strong-willed have commitment to your organization, and are self-disciplined. Okay, wait, now this one sounds like me. (laughs) (laughs) Bureaucratic leaders, oh, ho, ho, Jess, look at this. Bureaucratic leaders are similar to autocratic leaders in that they expect their team members to follow the rules and procedures precisely as written. The bureaucratic leadership style focuses on fixed duties within a hierarchy where each employee has a set list of responsibilities and there is little need to collaborate 
for creativity. Well, I don't it know sounds about like that. a bad thing. So yeah. like when you read the bullet point list, it sounded great. Yeah. And then <laughs> you come up to read this yeah. and it sounds terrible. It says, wait a minute. It says this leadership style is most effective in highly regulated industries or departments such as finance, healthcare, or government. See, I worked once in a very hierarchical, if that's how you pronounce it, Mm -hmm. company where like going to the person who was like your manager's manager for something Uh was like frowned upon. Like Mm -hmm. if you, even if that's the most direct way to get approval for something, you're supposed to like go to your manager first and then the manager will go to their manager. Yeah. And I didn't like that. Mm -hmm. And that's what that sounds, that's what this sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. When I first read bureaucratic, it just made me think of a bank. I'm picturing like... What's his name? Your boy. Uh, my boy? Oh my I have gosh. a boy? Yes. Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke. And Mary what? Poppins. <laughs> like, the man that comes out of the bank and who's like, you need to spend your toppings oh, on the bank. One. Yeah. <laughs> he just makes me think of this type of leader. Mr. Dobbs. Mr. Dobbs. I was so confused. You're like, your boy, Dick Van Dyke, in Mary Poppins. When he, I was like, Bert? No. <laughs> you went so many directions. So sorry. That. But that's what I think of. Like, someone who is loyal to the company and is very about the rules and the structure itself. Okay, I take it back. This doesn't sound like <laughs> Except, well, the rule-following thing does. But, you know, uh, yeah. I stand by it. Like, I think that none of these are exactly me or exactly you, but mm-hmm. we have, like, pieces of each one. Agreed. I think I'm a combination of several of these. And I agree. I think I'm very collaborative. I like to share all of my decisions with our group, whether or not, like we're going to work together on it or if I have to make a decision I will basically immediately share it with everyone like hey this is what I'm doing just so everyone's on the same page and just you know to make sure that we're all in this together because I don't know again when I think of a leader I think of someone who's someone who people want to follow Mm -hmm. and I think that's that's the most important thing and again self-awareness is my root of this whole discussion because I really think that you need to recognize your effect on other people and how to adjust yourself to what's going to work best because if you're an authoritarian leader and your employees are like you know there's a lot of friction going on then you need to realize that like hey they don't they don't appreciate when you just give them tasks they want to be involved in the process Mm -hmm. or if someone is like you're making it collaborative but someone just wants to be told what to do you need to recognize like okay like Sammy just wants to be told like this is what you're doing today instead of you know what I mean you need to recognize everyone's strengths and weaknesses and adjust your leadership style to make everyone work efficiently and at the best they can. I think that's a great point. It kind of depends on what situation you find yourself leading in, what company you're in, what group of people you're in. You kind of just have to adjust your leadership style to who you're working with and what totally. you're working towards. Mm-hmm. I always say this to my <laughs> my coworkers, and this is my dad's catchphrase that everybody's different (laughs) and (laughs) we all I always remind them that everybody's different and if you're frustrated or if you can't understand someone else's decision making just recognize that hey everybody's different (laughs) you know they're coming at it with a different set of skills a different story different experiences different opinions and you just need to know that we're all different 
I say that in my head like a million times a day. <laughs> Everybody's different. Oh, Jess, I think we pretty much wrapped our discussion, which was very good. Uh-huh. What's new, Jess? Yeah. <laughs> I was just about to ask the same question. Uh, well, I want to uh, submit a retraction. <gasps> Why? Just like you kind of submitted a retraction about Disney last oh, episode. Okay. <laughs> um, so I, my brother and I have finished watching through Death Note. And oh, no. I kind of want to take back how much I loved it. Really? Because, I mean, I don't, I, I don't. I don't regret that I watched it. It's still a good show up to a point, but there was definitely a point where it should have ended and instead it just kept mm. going. Hmm. Um, I don't want to spoil anything, but yeah, I didn't like the direction the last like third of the series took. I hate when that happens. Yeah. When like a show doesn't have the self-awareness to know it's time <laughs> to stop. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not going to, take back my recommendation but I will I do want to represent it a little bit better by just making it clear it wasn't it wasn't the best anime (laughs) as I may have possibly made it sound okay the other thing uh that I wanted to recommend and I know everyone's been hearing this a lot lately but please shop small this holiday season I have been I've been doing this a lot lately I've been trying so hard not to buy anything from Amazon Mm -hmm. and I've also been trying to do my Christmas shopping super early this year because I think the postal system's gonna like die (laughs) so like I want to get everything I need before all of November and December happen Mm -hmm. so I've been doing my Christmas shopping early and trying to go to these stores websites whatever that um most people don't for you know it's not their first thought when they're gonna go shopping for a gift Mm -hmm. so even though it might cost a little bit more I don't know I just want to like support the smaller businesses yes (laughs) so I'm trying to like think outside the box as far as gift giving goes this year and be like what can I do what can I buy that's like supporting a small business but that's also like you know, still a gift that somebody will want. Yeah, because your love language is giving personalized Yay, gifts. That's why I'm thinking about Yay. this so early. <laughs> that's also making it very difficult because I'm like, well, what if in a couple of months they don't need this anymore? They don't want it. Like, I don't know. <laughs> or like, what if I buy something now and a month from now I find something even better? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, yeah, I'm having a, a rough time committing to stuff. Mm. But you got this. Anyway, that's my advice. Shop small and shop early. <laughs> I need to take that advice. <laughs> um, what's, what's new, Paige? Well, I will say that I got my mail-in ballad. Ballad? 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 Are we singing a love song? regular American you'll just say ballot but it's not ballad oh gosh (laughs) 
<laughs> All right. Well, whatever. I got the thing in the mail so I can vote. <laughs> <laughs> so um, my <laughs> my advice is to fill out your ballot and <laughs> go vote. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess that's it. <laughs> You've lost the will to pod. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, go vote. That's my advice. <laughs> Get this. Let this all be over. Just go vote. If you're in the U.S., if you're not in the U.S., then God bless you. Enjoy, enjoy yourselves. If you're in the U.S., please vote. <laughs> so, listeners, have a great week. Uh, we look forward to being back next week with more interesting topics. And if you guys want to connect with us, uh, please look us up on Instagram at Endeavor Podcast or send us an email at EndeavorPodcast at gmail.com. And we look forward to hearing from you because the best way for us to get through life is to endeavor together and embrace the camaraderie. 